Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world. Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. Welcome you back to hour two of the Rush Hour Morning Show. So glad that you could join us on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you streaming live, WGNCRadio.com, thank you for joining us this morning. Let's go ahead and pull up line five, bring on the head coach of the Stuart Kramer Storm, Ben McMillan. Coach, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning, Brian. I'm doing good. How about you? Things are going well. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this one right at the very top, okay? Uh, this conversation, uh, you and I had this conversation uh, just last week, um, and so I'm going to talk about this on air briefly, and then we're going to divert away from it. Ben McMillan, I will say this about you. Um, you have the freshest shoe game in all of the area as it relates to some of the kicks that you're wearing on the sidelines, uh, top flight, first rate. Uh, and that's not just coming from me. I have sources in and around the area that say very much the same thing. The shoe game is absolutely on point, night in and night out. So kudos to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Uh, at least, you know, at least we try to look good out there and, uh, you know, we try to take care of our coaches and, you know, give them some nice shoes to wear because they put it in a lot of time. So we try to take care of all our coaches Coach, with that. Coach Brown was telling me he thought you were going to start like a like a, a, a an apparel brand or something like Deion Sanders and start selling stuff next year. Any truth to that, or is that just me trying to stir something up? No, nah, that's just you. No, nah, oh. I'm, not, I'm not giving <laughs> into all that. <laughs> well, I've been accused of that before, Coach. Well, um, Coach, we want to thank you for coming on. Obviously, your club wraps up their regular season Friday night against the Forest View Jaguars. Coach, one of the things, and, and I shared this with you, and, and, and this is something that needs to be noted. This is obviously not the kind of year that the football team or the fan base necessarily wanted to have. There's no question about that. However, when I was able to watch your club play against North Gaston, there's certainly a lot of pieces there 
for the future. I want you to have an opportunity here to talk about some of that future, what those pieces look like, and some of what it is that we're starting to see out of Stuart Kramer that should have folks encouraged about the future of the storm. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Brian, I think Friday night we started seven freshmen, seven ninth graders uh, started Friday night, and then we had five sophomores that had already been starting uh, for us. And so uh, we, we are very young, and uh, there were some, a couple other freshmen that actually got a little bit of playing time uh, the other night also. And uh, so the future is very bright. Uh, the, the guys, some guys are going to be pretty good, and, and they're competitors. Uh, they're great kids, and, and they work hard, and they're going to get a lot better. They've gotten a lot better throughout this season, and uh, I, I do believe the future's uh, very bright. Well, you know, and, and the last time that you were on, you had talked about, because you were celebrating some of the success the club had had on the JV side, beating Kings Mountain. And so, you know, one of the questions that I posed was, well, you just, do you just go ahead and just bring all those JV guys up and let them take their lumps, or do you let them season a little bit down at the JV level? Coach, it looks like that at least from an incremental standpoint, you've started to pull some of those pieces up through that eight-quarter concept that you were talking about. Kind of go into this time of the year and why it's so important for those kids to have that opportunity to go out and prove that, hey, I'm one football season away from making a significant contribution to the Stuart Kramer storm. You know, I think, um, I think we discussed that last time. You know, uh, we knew we have uh, that we had a pretty good young group of guys, and, you know, we we're kind of keeping those guys together on the JV level. Uh, but several of those guys have really improved throughout the season, and uh, they've kind of earned that opportunity on the, on the varsity level. So uh, we'll have several of those guys starting again tomorrow night and uh, see, you know, some other guys will see significant playing time. And uh, with the eight-quarter thing that we do, um, we, we, the guys get to play on Thursday night, and they can dress out on, on Friday night and play if needed in those situations. And so uh, we've been able to do that with some of those guys. But uh, there's a lot of young guys that are contributing to, uh, to our team right now. And um, like I said, the future, we believe the future is very bright. We've got some good pieces uh, of the puzzle to put together uh, in the future. Well, and certainly, if you can, talk about some of those individual pieces because when, when I'm doing public address at a football game, seldom am I able to retain many of the names just after one time watching the roster, per se. But I saw some pieces there. I saw some guys on the outside for the storm that were able to make some catches. You've got a tight end that looked really solid. You've got a running back that seemed to be able to hit holes very well. And you've got a middle linebacker that – really has a nose for the football and was really working sideline to sideline against North Gaston last week. If you can help fill in those names to those positions, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, well, um, linebacker you're talking about, Chris Worcester, he's, you know, he's been a two-year starter for us. He started as a freshman last year. He's just a sophomore. So uh, he, he is, he's our defensive leader uh, already as a young guy, and um, he, he's going to be really, really good. Uh, and then we have Aiden Bradley who's been playing for us defensively, Dominic McCorkle, um, and, and, um, and Nick Stutzman been playing on the defense side of the ball. Those guys are all sophomores. Uh, Chris Espinosa started for center at center for us as a, as a sophomore. Uh, and then we had a, a freshman lineman that's been really impressive for us, Anthony uh, Smith. He's done really, really well. Um, he's, he's got a bright future there. Uh, Landon Elite receiver, he made a couple catches the other night. Yep. Um, Quante Hawkins, uh, the tight end, uh, who's got really good size and, and athletic ability. 
Uh, he's going to be pretty good. Uh, Braden Fordenberry is a defensive end. Uh, as a freshman, that's going to be very good also. Uh, and then um, uh, a running back, Jamari Broom, pretty good. And his brother, Amari, uh, plays some defensive line. Both those guys are freshmen. So uh, they're, they're all a good group of, of, of young guys with, with, some, with some talent and a lot of potential. So we're really looking forward to seeing what they can do in the future. Well, let's, let's go back to Worcester for just a second because I, I definitely want to ask this question. When you watch Worcester play linebacker, the mobility, the, the willingness to get his nose in on the play, that's obviously going to get the attention of college recruiters. There's no question about it. From your perspective, as, good as, I, as much as I was impressed by Worcester on Friday night against North Gaston, how imperative, how important – is the span of time between sophomore and junior year because to me it seems like if this kid makes a pronounced improvement in his game going into his junior year he is going to get a lot of attention from a number of colleges uh yeah but i believe so um you know chris is, is the type of kid that he's gonna he's gonna work really hard in off season um he wrestles also and so that you know it's gonna help him too but uh, he works really hard in the off season. He made a big improvement just from last year to this year, and expecting the same thing going into the next year. But he's also a kid that puts the time in watching the film, uh, knows what's going on. Like I said, he's a leader on the defensive side of the ball, and so uh, you know, really expecting big things uh, from him in the coming years. You know, I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you said what you said about wrestling because yesterday, or or it was Tuesday, this came up on the show. And I want to throw this out your way. One of the things that was discussed was in the context, North Gaston being good at wrestling, and they've been for a good long time. And obviously, when you're able to put together um, a good football team like they're having this year, and you've got some wrestlers in the mix with that, uh, there's, there's a connection there. For, for Worcester to be as good at football as he is and also wrestle, you guys have state champions on the wrestling team what is it about wrestling that just seems to tie so naturally to football that seems to really help improve one sport or the other? Um, I think a big part of it uh, that I see the, the most is the toughness side of it. Uh, the guys that we have who wrestle, uh, those guys are tough. You know, they, they don't let the bumps and bruises affect them. Uh, they're, they're able to stay in there, you know, longer and make it through the season. Uh, it seems like better than some other other guys. Um, I've seen my my son wrestled for the first time last year in middle school, and I, I, that really helped him out a lot uh, as far as that stuff goes. And uh, just didn't find the leverage, uh, knowing how to to take people down and that type of stuff or whatever. And uh, you know, uh, we do we've done some things this year uh, in the off season and during the season a little bit with with tumbling and that type of stuff to help prevent injuries. And all that stuff is kind of related to wrestling, too. So um, it it's definitely helps out a lot. Jacob Brindle, who we talked about a lot, has helped him tremendously over the past couple of years. Uh, you know, he, he was a bigger guy, a lineman, uh, and it really, really helped him out a lot uh, for him to wrestle uh, and helped him improve very much as a football player, too. Well, and, and, and this is where it has a very real-world effect on an individual. Not only does it make you physically tougher, probably makes you mentally tougher. And for Jacob Brindle going through the fight of his life right now, he could probably lean in on some of that toughness that he's developed 
in, in, in wrestling in his high school career. Um, Coach, let me, let me ask you this. Um, obviously, you talked about your son. Your son is part of this, is of this process of getting guys in that are a little younger on this football team. One of the things that I saw was that you guys were still running a pretty wide open offense. Is that going to be one of the markers that you think you're going to be able to carry on with this club as this team de develops and matures moving forward in the, in the years to come? Uh, yeah, you know, that's kind of kind of who we are. Um, we want to be able to run the ball uh, out of the spread, you know, formation spread out, be able to run it, but also be able to throw it at the same time. So um, we believe we got to some of those pieces uh, going forward that we're able to do that. Like I said, we had some success with it. The JV program, uh, you know, a big question coming in this year was our quarterback position. You know, we lost Justin Rockmore last year, and that's that's a huge part of it. And so um, we definitely think we have those pieces uh, moving forward in the future. Coach, let me let me ask you this. Ben McMillan here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Obviously, in the second half, Cooper was, you know, you know, behind center, taking snaps, you know, working the ball around the football field. How do you, how are you able to parse out for some of these youngsters? Because right now this club is taking some bumps and, and they're having some learning moments on the field. Obviously it's disappointing for everyone, the players, the coaches, everyone, when you're having those sorts of learning moments. But from the coach's standpoint, how are you able to get these guys, put your arm around them and say, hey, I know that right now it's not necessarily feeling good in the moment, but don't worry, in two or three years, the fruit's really going to show up in this and think of the long-term picture. I would imagine that that's really what you have to go on. How well do the guys receive that? Because in the moment, it's still frustrating. It's still got to hurt. But thinking down the line a year, two years, three years has to be incredibly important for you, your coaching staff and for those players as part of the development piece. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, definitely part of it. Uh, a lot of mistakes that were made the other night were freshman mistakes, you know, and um, it's just a learning curve that, that they got to go through. And, you know, we, we've said that to them and, and uh, several coaches have said those things, you know, that these are learning experiences hanging there. You know, the funny thing is that some of these young guys are so competitive, they don't take it that way. They want to win. They want to win now, which is a good thing, too. So, um, you know, I, they're going to learn from it because they're those type of kids, and that's the good thing, too. So we're really excited about that, um, definitely for the future. And, you know, this week, too, we want to also celebrate our seniors. We've got a good group of kids that are, are getting ready to graduate. You know, and they've been through a tough time. Uh, these seniors came in their freshman year during the COVID. And so they've been through uh, through a lot. We've been through a lot of adversity, uh, and we do want to celebrate those seniors uh, this this Friday night and, and those guys. You know, they've been through so much uh, with our program. So we do have some good young men uh, as as seniors. They're going going to go on to do great things, and we want to celebrate them uh, this Friday night too. You know, Ben, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because the reality is, from your perspective, I know what you and the administration and the coaching staff are all going to want to do as it relates to those seniors that you're going to celebrate tomorrow night. But from the seniors themselves, what are some of the takeaways that, from your mind, they should carry with them to college, into adulthood eventually? What are some of those things that this experience at Stuart Kramer, COVID, this final season, all of this – what should what should their takeaways be moving forward in their lives? 
well, there's there's so many lessons that you can learn from the game of football, and that's you know that's part of why I do it, and, and why a lot of people do it. You know, you can learn so much through adversity. Uh, you can learn how to battle through that. Uh, these guys have learned, you know, to, to work hard, uh, to be committed. They've done that. They've showed up every day. Um, you know, these guys who have great attitude uh, uh, through this whole thing. Uh, they've learned to support uh, a teammate who's going through a difficult situation right now, uh, and, and learn to rally around him. Uh, and I think that's that's not going, you know, only help them in the future or whatever they may do, uh, going through this whole process. So. Uh, they've been through so much adversity, you know, kind of with each other, and they battled through it, and they stuck with it. Um, you know, these guys are going to go on to to do great things in college. They're going to be successful. They're going to uh, be great husbands and fathers in the future, and, and I'm going to be very proud of that. And, you know, there are some things that are bigger than football, and, um, you know, supporting uh, our teammate, supporting Jacob through this difficult time has been a big part of this. And, um, you know, we're going to do something special for him. Uh, Friday night, so people that are listening, you know, you might want to show up and show up early, kind of see it. I think it's going to be a special moment uh, for Jacob on Friday. And, um, you know, uh, th- these guys are going to go on to do some great things. They're a good group of kids. And, uh, you know, we just hadn't had the season that we wanted. Uh, but um, it's just, you know, one season of their life, uh, and, and things are going to get better, and things are going to, you know, work out for them uh, in the future for sure. Well, Coach, I, I definitely want to thank you for your time, not just today, but throughout this season. Uh, You've been incredibly gracious with your time to come on every other week, talk about your team. Uh, You've been incredibly transparent about what some of the higher level loftier goals of this program has been about. And and I thank you so much for sharing a lot of that, also helping to chronicle the story about Jacob as we continue on through this high school football season. So, Ben McMillan, we will definitely be in touch with you real soon. Thank you again for helping lend a perspective into the Stuart Kramer football program this season that only the head coach can provide. So thank you for joining us each and every week that you've been here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Yeah, well, thank you, Brian, and I hope hope I can come on again. I'll be glad to. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, two, I'm on just, you know, keep Jacob in your, I ask everybody to keep Jacob in your prayers because he's getting ready to go through uh, some extensive treatment here next week and in the following weeks. It's probably going to be the hardest part of the whole process. So if y'all just keep him in your prayers, we'd appreciate it. And uh, let me know if you if you want me to come on again. I'd love to. I appreciate it, Brian. We will, we will definitely have you on early and often throughout the remainder of this academic year. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thank you, Brian. Folks, when we come back on the other side of the timeout, we'll have Richard Walker join us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. 
Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. to the what is this the second segment of the rush hour morning show hey brian while you're working on uh getting richard walker on the show just an update real quick you we mentioned earlier when we first came on the air i gave you the uh, uh false impression that i had uploaded yesterday's shows they were not uploaded at that time however uh hour number one from yesterday's show has been uploaded to the podcast to the podcast platform, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. And we're at, we're at 99%, Brian, for hour number two um, yesterday, which had, we talked high school football. Coach Adam Hodge came on the show from a pre-recorded conversation from the day earlier. So he was on the show. 
Then you open the phone lines up, and uh, Cramerton Commissioner Houston Helms called into the show, has some tickets to give away. Coach G called into the show, loaded show. So both of those podcasts are up now. So if you missed the show yesterday, you can go back and listen to it later today. Don't like you say, don't 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 jump off now. You know, listen to us now because I think you have Richard Walker ready to come on. Well, that's part of what we're running into for some reason. Okay. I'm not real sure why, but um, the roadcaster is not connecting to my Bluetooth. Okay, we'll we'll make it happen over here. How about so we'll that? We'll try to get Richard Walker over on your side. Um, and look, look, we we have a uh, we have the uh, the bottom dweller of the pick six came into the studio. What about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna have to touch on that here in just a moment because uh, well, we let me, do. You you carry on. I'll handle this. We'll make this happen. Okay. You ready? You good? All right. So just let me know when you're ready to go, and we can pull up line five. Um, I am getting the notification that um, yesterday's rush hour morning show is getting up. So uh, on on Spotify. So that's good. Um, we're literal seconds away from getting Richard Walker on to talk about a plethora of things. Let's see if we can make that happen. Richard Walker, good morning. Can you hear us? I heard something. It's on your phone. Oh, well, <laughs> is that what it was? Yes. Richard, Richard, you there? I can't hear you. All right, let, let's try this again. Try it again. What about now? Richard Walker, good morning. Can you hear us on the Rush Hour Morning Show? Well... Ain't working, Brian. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what happened. Yeah. That's the most bizarre look, thing you, you, in, in all the world. You mean, you mean help? Hey, Richard, look, I got the phone well, held up to the microphone. I don't think that's going to work. Now, let's do this. Let's see if we can go ahead and take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll try to see if we can work this thing out, get Richard Walker on while we've got an opportunity. So let's take a timeout. We come back. We'll try one more time to get Richard Walker here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to home outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more. All at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned home outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. Hey. 
Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Want to thank Rebels Contracting Services for being part of the Rush Hour Morning Show, a sponsor of the Rush Hour Morning Show. It's Rebels Contracting Services. They've specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. They've been around for a good long time. Great ties to the community. A local Gastonia company. Rebels Contracting, well, they're hiring now. They're looking for site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, and medical imaging install technicians. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation, holiday pay, insurance, 401k, in other words, they take care of their people. Could you be one of their next batch of people that come in to make the Rebels Contracting Service name better? Possibly, if you're interested, check them out online at www.rebelscontracting.com or you can call the number 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Reach out to Jason Crisp. Make it happen. 704-864-2000. Special thanks to Rebels Contracting Services, proud partner of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Did they know anything about uh, Bluetooth technology and roadcasters and boards and eight computers set up in a studio? You know, if anybody knows anything about Bluetooth technology, I would guarantee you somebody at Rebels Contracting Services would do it. We might need to do a little imaging in here. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, been, it's been a while. This is like week one problems again, right? Well, I mean, this is just a hiccup with the Bluetooth technology. Um, Lord knows this isn't the worst problem that we could have. Yeah, well, so, hey, 
It's not happening today. Our best laid plans to have Richard Walker on the show this morning have been foiled. Um, well, I, you know, the good the good news is, Brian, from time to time, we look up and the studio door pops open and just people walk in, right? Well, you mentioned that, and yes, as it turns out, Austin Robinson's here with us this morning in studio. Now, Austin, good morning. Now, listen, let's preface this by saying um, – his his pick six skills um, are probably not up to par as Richard Walker's. Uh, his knowledge of the Hornets is probably not up to par as Richard Walker's. But hey, listen, he's a good looking guy. He's got a great family. Uh, he's got an ugly dog, uh, he, but 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 he does a lot of good stuff in the community. How about that? That's way that, that's way better than picking football games. Well, hold on, Austin. Do you have an ugly dog? I don't. I got two two good looking dogs, and <laughs> I got a baby on the way. So, we'll okay, see. okay. Well, I'm gl- I'm I'm glad at least he didn't. What kind of dogs do you have? You have a lab and what else? A lab and a it's called a Catahoula. What is that? What well, Alan Jackson wrote a song That's about a him. Chattahoochee. Oh, it's oh. So you ready for Corky Oki? Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter. Than- Singing the song, I didn't write it, Brian. <laughs> it was like a number one hit, top ten hit. What is it? What is yeah. it? Chat? What is it called? Catahoula. 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 See, I just it's big dog. I just confused yeah. you. Cat- Catahoula. They they're they're hog hunting dogs, but obviously I didn't get it to hog hunt. I just we came across it one day and leopard we, dog. Catahoula. We we felt sorry for. Shouldn't it, it be doggahoula? What is catahoula? That's what your wife did when she married you. She just ran across yeah. you, felt that's, sorry for that's her. That's exactly yeah. right. Said, yeah, I'll do it, and here we are. <laughs> I got a baby on the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bless Jessica's heart. <laughs> yep. That's a sad story. What did they say, Brian? Bless. Bless yep. her. <laughs> well, so what's going on, man? How's the FCA doing? Good. It's going good. We'll we'll start slowing down around Thanksgiving till the end of the year. That's kind of our slow time. We got a couple events coming up. We got a Fields of Faith. Um, what, what is that about? It's just a community uh, worship time. So we're going to go on November 4th. We're going to be at the new um, amphitheater at City Church. So we're going to have a, a countywide um, worship. We're going to have testimony for, from some student athletes across the county. And um, we're just going to you know, invite anyone and everyone, um, you know, middle and high school, uh, coaches, youth groups, all that come out and uh, be a part of that night of worship. And Lincoln Lawing is going to be our speaker that night. Um, and then we're going to have a kind of a big bonfire after and, you know, hang out, fellowship time. And then in December, um, we're going to have uh, our coaches' night out event. Um, that's December 7th, and that's for all coaches in Gaston County at any level for them and their spouse to come out and, and for us a chance to serve them that night. I got some bad news for you. Your dog look like that? Because if it does, that dog's ugly. That's a <laughs> that's a Catahoula leopard dog. What does yours dog look like? If he looks like that, you in trouble. Okay, well, let's – while we got a chance, let's – um. Oh, that's a good-looking dog. Let's, let's talk about December 7th. Um, Austin, where is this event for the coaches being held? So the event that we're doing for the coaches is going to be at a venue in Dallas, North Carolina, and um, it's called The Barn at Blue Sky Farm. Okay. Um, and so we're going to be doing it there that night, and um, we're going to have dinner, dessert. We're going to have a couple that's 
a part of another ministry come in and just you know focus on the marriage piece and uh, we're going to have a lot of um, interaction with with the crowd there that night a lot of you know games and, and time to you know interact with your spouse different things we're going to do there um, and uh, so it's, it's going to be a fun night of fellowship and fun for us as a ministry of FCA the the chance to serve those coaches and their spouses and all they have to do is show up it's a free event um, they get you know fed a good meal they get a good dessert they get served by us and and um, our staff and uh, we just want it to be an enjoyable night for them to get away from all the distractions of school and coaching and and other jobs that their spouses have and and just a date night that we try to put on for them okay all right so let's get to other pressing matters as it relates to life here on the rush hour morning can i ask austin something sure you remember when you guys had that seven on seven and, and you came on the show and talked about Trent and Cheryl, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, God, I forget who <laughs> we were just talking to somebody about him. Oh, Brad, not a Brad. We were talking to not a Brad about him. Did you think that guy was going to be as good as he turned out to be this year? Because you made the comment, man, I think he's the best quarterback in the county. Yeah. You thought he was going to be this good. Yeah, I've seen him, you know, uh, you know, 10 weeks ago. Yeah, and I get to go over there on Thursdays and do ministry with them. And so I'll be going today um, after they get out of school. But um, just seeing Trenton's – number one, he's a he's a great leader for that program. Um, all those guys look to him. Um, him and Coach Postel are always having, you know, good conversations with each other. And Trenton's been through a lot early on in his career, and um, he's grown from that and in a good way, and he's, he's allowed that to help propel him as a leader. And he's – you know, he's – that's not surprising because of the leader he's become, but he's also a very hard worker, very talented athlete. We know he plays multiple sports there at East Gaston. Um, but he's he's a just a great athlete there, a great student, um, a great leader, and nothing is surprising with his athletic ability. Um, he's going to have the options to play at the next level. Um, and, you know, excited to see where he goes. But, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. He's a four-year starter there. And um, – you know, he's got all of the experience. He's been on some good teams there for Coach Postel over the past few years, and he's led them to the far, third round of the playoffs, farthest they've ever been in school history. What was it two years ago, I believe, when they were 8-4, um, eight and 8-5 and five in the regular season, whatever it was. But anyway, he's, he's got that experience, and so I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Okay. Austin Robinson. We we got to talk about this pick six, okay? Uh oh. Because what you're doing, uh oh, what you're doing is you're <laughs> setting up a Cinderella story, a comeback story that only the Hallmark Channel could present, and just in time for the holidays. Here's why: we currently have five weeks remaining, including today. You know, you're calling out the okay. clergy here, right? I understand that. Okay. But I'm not calling out the Cause, clergy. Because, you know, earlier I'm, I talked about refute and rebuke, and I used the words back. I mean, he may, he may rebuke you. Then that's fine. And, we can, <laughs> and we, can, we can hash that out on air if we need to, okay? Austin Robinson, currently right now, you are, as Corky put it. Bottom here, dweller. Yes. In the cellar. At forty, Look at it. Look at at forty-two it. and twenty-one. Last week you went four and three. You've had a run of four and three weeks, to where not only are you in the bottom, 
But Brandon Strupp, who is, yeah, we, we've already done the 840 break. Oh, okay. So we're good for the rest of the way. Okay. Not only has Brandon Strupp had you, had you seated into the cellar, but now he's starting to create separation mm. between you. So not mm. only are you in the cellar, mm. but you're also losing bragging three, rights. Three games back in your with your FCA brethren from Lincoln County. So I'm, the question I'm going to ask you is: Today, the day that you start to make your ascent up the table for the Cinderella story in the final five weeks of the regular season. I think it is. I think I have a good shot going undefeated this week. I'm just a risk taker, so I, I like to choose the underdog. And, hey, if I'm right, it looks good. If I'm, you know, not right, I'm already down there in the bottom anyway, so why does it matter? Um, so I like You've to go You've been picking the, a lot of South Point and North Carolina, so I, I don't know if you're necessarily – North Carolina pick, State. He's not State, picking North yeah, Carolina. I, he ain't picking North Carolina. My, my apologies. Yeah, pick, that's right. I pick yeah. against Carolina every chance I get, so – Okay. I don't care who they're playing. I pick. <laughs> I pick. If we would have Virginia beating them last week, I would have picked that game, and I would have looked good. You would, but have unfortunately, looked, you would have we did not good. have that game on the pick six. But honestly, I didn't think that was going to be a very entertaining game. When they play Georgia Tech, game. it's always a tough game for them too. So um, maybe that should have <laughs> so, been a pick six. So much Georgia Tech conversation <laughs> yeah. this morning. What's going on here? Um, okay, so we're going to get into these picks now. Dude, We're, I ain't even made my picks. I'm over here picking them now. Well, and that's, <laughs> I forgot about and that's fine. You'll have your opportunity because, Austin, here's what you have. And we went all high school this week, okay? You've got Ashbrook beating Huss. Now, my question for the both of you is this. What happened? Like, Ashbrook, we were talking when the season started that Ashbrook might have been the most intriguing story of all the high school teams out there. That ended up not being the case. Then we talked about Huss after the win against South Point. This is a mysterious ball team, and it's proven that they are, in fact, a mysterious football team. Nobody so far that I've seen is picking Huss to win at Huss tomorrow night. Guys, what gives? Austin Robinson, what what gives? I don't know. I just – I feel like Ashbrook has got such a – we haven't seen it yet, but their upside seems to be so much greater potential there because you look at these guys getting off the bus and you're like, wow, they're the biggest team in the conference. They really are. And they've got, you know, based off last year's results coming into this year, as we all know, there was a lot of hype on them coming in. And unfortunately, they have not lived up to that hype this year so far, um, but they, when, when, they're, when they're on, they're a good football team. Um, I, they just haven't put it all together, and I think this, the, the rivalry that they have coming into Friday night with Huss, the Battle of the Bell, I think they're going to be up for this game. I think Huss is obviously going to be up for this game, um, and I think that, you know, Ashbrook may have the edge um, on Huss coming in. I think it's a coin flip, and I, I just give the advantage to, to Ashbrook um, you know, based off the pieces they have there in place. Now, whether they put it together remains to be seen, but there's there's pieces there. Okay. Well, as it turns out, both Austin Robinson, Brandon Strupp, and Richard Walker have all picked Ashbrook. They've all picked Ashbrook. So those three panelists are in unison with one another. We're going to skip the South Point-North Gaston game for just a moment. Okay. Crest, Burns, 
everybody is picking Crest to beat Kings Mountain and Burns to beat Shelby. Okay? I'm going to let that one sit because there's certainly no opportunity for you to make up any ground on Brandon. What did you say? Everybody's picking what? Of the three panelists, Austin, Brandon Strupp, and Richard Walker, they're all picking Crest over Kings Mountain, Burns over Shelby. Yep. In the in the Cleveland County games. They're all three of them's wrong. Okay. Well, we can we can get into that in just a moment. Austin Robinson, I will say this. If you have an opportunity to catch Brandon Strupp this season, it will either live and die live or die on this week. Here's why. The two Lincoln County games, you have East Lincoln with a total of 54 points scored in that game as the tiebreaker, though I'm trying to remember the last time we've needed the tiebreaker to break anything. We typically haven't had that. Usually one person puts together a perfect week and everybody else kind of falls to the wayside. You've got East Lincoln winning. Brandon Strupp has North Lincoln beating East Lincoln. Then in the other Lincoln County game, you've got West Lincoln winning, and he's got the Wolves of Lincolnton High School. It's very intriguing to me that you have an opportunity, like it all hinges, on these two games right here. Austin, i got to be honest with you. If you lose both of these games, I think you're going to be in the sweat cellar for the rest of the year, and I don't we know put that him there's on, any salvaging. We didn't put him on Panther probation. May have to put him on Panther probation. Kick him off the panel. But, however, however, if he wins both these games, things just got a little tighter at the bottom between he and Brandon Strupp. And I'll find it ironic that Austin Robinson, who focuses on Gaston County for FCA, will have, in fact, during the final regular season, rivalry week, have a better finger on the pulse of the teams in Lincoln County than his Lincoln County brethren, Brandon Strupp. That's a story in and of itself that I'm sure all the FCA folks will be keenly interested in over the next week. So let's go back to South Point and North Gaston. Austin Robinson, obvious, you're a South Point guy. You're going to pick South Point. Brandon Strupp, Richard Walker, both have South Point. My question to you is, what is it? about this North Gaston team concerns you the most that gives you any hesitation in that pick for South Point? Or was this a clear conscience, no question in your mind, South Point's winning this game, there's nothing North Gaston can do about it? I think North Gaston has a chance because they do exactly what South Point does to to everyone else. They get the ball and they hold on to it. And they get four yards a clip every play. North Gaston, they're a tough team. They're going to run it right at you. Um, and I think this game will be a lot like the High Brighton game was for South Point earlier in the year. That was a close game the entire game there towards the till till they got towards the end there. Um, it'll be interesting to see because I don't know much about North Gaston's defense. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond to the triple option. Um, but I think with North Gaston, the, the offense that they run, and they're very good at what they do. Um, number four for them is a really good player. JT Lattimore. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they've got nothing to lose. 
They've got all the confidence in the world. They there's are no, playing with house money. There's, there's no, no question. No pressure on them. I still think the loser of this game goes to the playoffs. Um, okay. And based off the RPI and the strength of schedule, I think they get in whoever loses this game. Um, so I think, you know, with North Gaston, what they run, that wedge type offense, um, it's going to be a tough if – they, if they get the ball and they hold on to it, it's going to be tough on South Point or anyone that they're playing um, if they're able to move the football because they, they eat up clock and they get four yards of carry and – there's literally nothing you can do about it if if they're running the football like that. So, um, I think it'll be a close game. I really do. It'll just be – it'll depend on, you know, the the amount of stops that are made and if there's a turnover, who wins the turnover battle because both teams run the football. Um, South Point has struggled with fumbles this year. I'm not sure what, what North Gaston's turnovers look like, how many they've had on the year, that type deal. But um, – I think it should be a very hard-nosed, hard-fought football game. It'll be fun to watch uh, for anyone that's into that old-school version of football because this is what it's going to be. This game will probably be over an hour and a half Friday night. Well, um, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, at North Gaston, it'll be packed. It's homecoming for South Point, North Gaston. They've got good community support um, when they're winning, and I think they've had it this year. Um, and so, it'll be fun. Okay. So – Obviously, watching a lot of North Gaston this year, here's one of the things that I do see, because you asked about the defense. The North Gaston defense is vulnerable to a team that spreads it out. The North Gaston defense is vulnerable to a crest-style offense. The best measure of success for North Gaston is to go up against a team that is a mirror image of themselves, very much like a South Point. If there is anyone else in this conference that plays similar to North Gaston, it's going to be the South Point Red Raiders. This is 100%, no question about it, a battle of execution. The team that can go out, not lay the ball on the carpet, run their offense, maintain possession of the football, keep the ball out of the opposing team's hands, going to win this football game. Going to win this football game. Now, I will say this. If this game were in Dallas, I think this game has a dramatically different feel to it because I am not sold on what South Point's been able or not been able to do on the road. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's bad Gatorade. I, I don't know. But on the road, they've had some real weak moments this season. But it's Lineberger Stadium. Now, I think nobody needs to mention that it's homecoming because as soon as North Gaston hears that it's homecoming, they like that. They want to be somebody's homecoming game because they want to wreck homecoming. Like if they could, they'd take a four-wheeler and they'd get the homecoming queen's dress ruined. That's the kind of way that they go about this. Look, man, we had Coach Rothwell on the show a couple days ago, and that's what he was talking about. He said he might bring the kids through the crowd Friday night. Like it's a home game. The guys are ready, Not Brian. The South Point crowd. Uh, may, maybe. But the North Gaston yeah. crowd. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll bring them through the South Point side. I, I don't know. Run through that PSL that, section. That, that's, that's probably not a good play. I'm not going to recommend that for do Dan it, Coach. Rothwell. Do it, Coach. Uh, coach, not, if you do that, I'll pick you for uh, sure. Okay, okay. He's being a provocateur <laughs> again. Um, you know, I don't see that happening, okay? I'm, I'm very intrigued as to what we're going to see Friday night. I really am. I think it's going to be an incredibly interesting matchup. What, what, what's Walker's record? 
Walker's record is 49 and 14. Okay. What okay. about what about Hughes? 49 and 14. Oh, okay. Which I have Joe Hughes picks. Let's hear these. He's got Ashbrook. Because he's been hot lately. He's been hot lately. Yeah. He's got Ashbrook. Yep. He's got South Point. Mm-hmm. He's got Crest. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I bet he took Shelby. He's got Shelby. Yeah. He's got Shelby. So does your co-host. Well, it's interesting that you say that. He's got North Lincoln. He's got North Lincoln. He's got West Lincoln. And then his extra point is East Gaston over Highland Tech. He's got a low-scoring affair, relatively speaking, between North Lincoln and East Lincoln. What's he got? 48. I picked 46. Well, then you've got a low-scoring affair also. Yeah. Richard Walker saying 62 for his tiebreaker. Well, listen, uh, one team averages 38, one averages 35, and they both average giving up 19 apiece. So, so you're thinking the defense is going to win the game here? I, well, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Okay. All right. Well, that's – I mean, that's interesting. So so that's what we've got. You've got – you, Austin Robinson has South Point. So, Corky, let's get yours. Oh, I still have two games I hadn't picked yet. What, what, <laughs> what, what do you have? Uh, I have East Lincoln. Okay. 46. Anybody else pick East Lincoln? East Lincoln for Austin. North Lincoln for Brandon. East Lincoln for Walker. Okay. North Lincoln for Joe Hughes. East Lincoln for Corky Franks. Yep. 46 points. Yep. Okay. I'm picking West Lincoln. I think that's the right play there. I'm, yeah. pick, I'm picking Shelby. Shelby. Okay. I'm picking Ashbrook. Okay. I don't know who I'm picking yet between Crest and Kings Mountain. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you who I'm going to pick. How about this? I'm going to take Kings Mountain. How about that one? How about that one? Okay. Playing at home. Coach Heron's fired up. Yeah, tell me where I'm at in the polls. Tell me. I, look, Brian, I said this on the show. The worst place you can be is successful because you get complacent. You get complacent. Those guys want to get in the track meet. I guarantee you Coach Heron has his, dial, his guys dialed in, and I just about think – that if anybody's going to shut down that Crest offense, I think it'll be tomorrow night at Kings Mountain. That place is going to be jumping. There'll be 10,000 people in that stadium watching that game. I, You know what? I'm going to take Kings Mountain. How about that, Brian? How about that? You know who else I'm going to take? Who else you take? Coach Rothwell! Can you hear me? Coach, are you listening? <laughs> Look at this. If I, feel, I feel like the ultimate warrior getting ready to face – uh, Hulk Hogan just, just at WrestleMania. It, just take it easy on the ropes here because we don't have the turn back. I'm ready to shake them. I want to pick them bad. I do. I, I believe in the game. Well, wait a minute. You want to pick them bad. Are you going to pick them? Nope. <laughs> okay. You know what? I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I don't know. I, Brian, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a good story. I'm a sucker for excitement. I'm a sucker for kids believing. I just am, man. You know that. Okay, why did I pick South Point at Crest? Why did I do it? Same thing. Same reason. The same reason that I want to pick North Gas and South Point tomorrow night. What's your pick so far? Okay. Well, we might first, decide who, who I take. Who's your extra point? Uh, East Gaston. Okay. So you got East Gaston. Yep. Okay. All right. So, okay. All right. Here's, here's what I've got. I've got Ashbrook. Yep. Okay. I, I think I look. I am off the Hus train. They're they're too enigmatic. I'm not interested in dealing with the enigma anymore. 
That's what I'm going with. Wow. East Lincoln, West Lincoln, I think those are safe. Okay. okay? I really do. I think the East Lincoln, North Lincoln game is going to be incredibly interesting, but I think I'm, I'm going with Dave on this one. Okay. West Lincoln, I've been high on West Lincoln all year. I think they're going to continue that run. I think Lincolnton's getting better. I just don't think that they're going to be able to do anything with West Lincoln in this ball. Does that mean we're hanging out with Coach tomorrow night, sports page, chicken wings? Uh, well, you can hang out with them. I've got some work to do. I'm going to have to if I pick North Gaston because I can't show up at South Point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got Shelby over Burns. Yeah. Okay. I, I think what they do on the outside is going to create a dynamic, and I think they're, they're special guys in the defensive backfield. I think they can keep up with the receivers. We're going to see what happens. I think they've sort of righted the ship from early in the year. I've got Shelby winning. Look, I'm full on straight here. Yeah. I think Kings Mountain's going to win this game. I think they're going to show that defense is going to win championships, and this club is ready to rock and roll. I think Kings Mountain has an opportunity to hang a 35 or a 42 on that Crest defense. And I think, look, they're not going to hold Crest to 14. That's not going to happen. But I think they're going to have plenty of offense to be able to get over and win this ballgame. And we got to move quickly. We're down to the last pick. You and I had the same pick so far, right? You're up one game. Yep. Go first. South Point or North Gaston? I think, by the way, my extra point is going to be Bessemer City over Cherryville. Okay. Okay. And I think we're going to come to a place. We're at a veritable fork in the road. You're going to go with the South Point Red Raiders? No, I'm not. Are you not? Nope. Well, then guess what? what? There'll be no separation between the <laughs> two of us. Let's do it. Let's do it, Brian. <laughs> somebody, Coach, can you feel me? Somebody said homecoming, and that's the magic word. Coach Rothwell, can you feel me, baby? I know you're listening. We will be back Monday to talk about all of it. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you next time on the Rush Hour Morning Show. God bless everybody. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.